Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au or visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. It's Dream Team time on Andy Raymond. I'm Phil. Once again, we've got another beauty for you. Joining us in the big chair is a fellow that played 119 games, 245 on top of that in the Super League, seven tests. Along the journey, he's also picked up some memories and trophies for the pool room. Paddy Richards has lobbed. How are you, legend? I'm going good, mate. How are you? I'm going well. Just read out the bio. What stands out? I suppose the longevity of it when when you work it out. I was lucky enough to have a long career. I debuted at 18 and Mm -hmm. um, retired at 34 and I played – I lived and played in three different countries, so um, very lucky that I got to get through the whole career. There was a lot of bumps and bruises along yeah. the way, I think, 17 operations in, out of 17 oh. seasons, but Jeez. I wouldn't change a thing, and um, and I was lucky enough to win some titles as well. So a bit of the cherry on top, and like you said, um, I've got my, my jerseys hanging up uh, at home and uh, very proud of everything I was able to achieve. Mate, as we sit here at the end of 2023, how is the body? Body's pretty good. Is it? Yeah, it is for a 41-year-old. Um, you, you know, with all those bumps and bruises, I can still run around and yep. um, do my best. Uh, my brother's got worse knees than me and he played park footy, so there I was lucky go. enough to get all the good care and all the good yeah. doctors and operations and physios. And from a young age when I'd done my knee at uh, 19 years old, I, I was probably tough at the time, but it taught me how to get back from injuries and, yep. and how to treat the body and be professional about it because – your body's your, you know, it's your tools. You, yeah. you need to get it right. Um, it's it's put me in good stead for for the rest of my career. So whenever I got an injury, I know how to get rid of it. And um, but yeah, it's it's doing all right. I just need a bit of WD forty for the knees and the elbows <laughs> and all that. But yeah, can't complain too much. NRL and Super League double. Not many have done it. That's a cool club to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially winning here, leaving leaving. Uh, well, I signed to go over to Wigan uh, middle of two thousand and five before yep. we went on that amazing run and. Um, I didn't know how long I'd be over there for, and, and um, yeah, to, to to end up finishing off with you know two Challenge Cups and two two premierships um, on top of the the NRL title is pretty yeah. special. Four seasons of Para, four at the Tigers <laughs> over two stints, um, eight at Wigan, a farewell season at La Catalans. Did you ever envisage yourself being overseas for as long as you did, or did, or did it just feel right? So keep it going. Well, because I had a few bad injuries um, before I'd went to Wigan, um, that was one of the reasons why I took the opportunity at yeah. the time because I thought I'm one one operation or one bad injury away yeah. from um, calling it quits. You don't know what's around the corner. Mm. So got an opportunity to go to a big club at Wigan and I took it. It was a two-year deal with a third-year option and eight years later having two kids over <laughs> there. And, um, yeah, I, but I had a burning desire to come back and finish in the NRL. 
um, and lucky enough I did that with the Tigers. Um, so I was, I was very content in the end. You've always been a really level-headed dude, a good thinker, to have the family over there, to have the kids over there. It's so much more than just rugby league. It, you've now all got life experiences that most don't get to you know, experience. Absolutely. Um, that, my last year was 2013. Um, my kids were, were young then yeah. um, when we came back to Australia with little pommy accents. and <laughs> um, We were lucky enough to go overseas as a family um, over Christmas and spend a lot of time back in Wigan and yeah. um, catch up with a lot of friends and show the kids where they were born and where they went to school. And um, cool. It was an awesome experience. And, um, yeah, we, we absolutely loved our time there and, and the people um, they they made it for what it was. Have the kids still got any accent? No, definitely not. It's uh, no. yeah, just an Aussie accent now. Right. So it's um, yeah, for sure. Mate, dream team. How did you go with narrowing what is an elite field down to thirteen, or have we themed it? How have we gone about this? It's a tough one. I was thinking about it um, a little bit, but it's hard to compare eras from different yeah. players. Um, so many great fullbacks. Let's start there. Um, yeah. Who have who have played the game? Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to play with James Tedesco. Now you look at guys like Turbo and, and I played with Brett Hodgson as well. Yeah. Guys like that. And again, the, the position has definitely evolved yeah. um, a lot. So Billy Slater is probably the one that really stands out. But yep. um, I think that season that Turbo had maybe two years ago, I, I don't think I'd seen anyone play at that level. Yeah for that whole amount of the season. so Because you played a lot of fullback as well, more so overseas. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Well, when I was when I was at Parra, Hodjo was in front of me. Well, yep. He was the fullback then, and when we both went to the Tigers at the same time, right. and he was the fullback and, and the goal kicker. So I didn't get a chance to really play fullback or be a goal kicker. But, um, yeah, I did get a few opportunities to play it overseas. It's a, it's a different position. You've got to be on mm-hmm. the ball a lot and – but it's good because you can see the game. Um, yeah. You can talk to your halves and, and your forwards and work out how how you want to inject yourself into the game. So it's um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there. Fullback, so much of the job is communication. As you said, you're talking to the halves, you're organising the defensive line. Does that take getting used to constantly being the mouthpiece and the the or- you know the orchestrator out there? Yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't ever switch off in mm. attack or defence. So you might be. You might have had a big kick return, and then you, you're you're supporting your your um your forwards for the yeah. rest of that set, and then you might be involved in that kick chase. So you're loading up all that energy, and then I've got to get back. I've got to, I've got to run <laughs> back, and then so if it's a bit of an arm wrestle, and yeah. it's uh, you'll know about it after about five five back to back sets for sure. I bet. Okay, mate. Let's go to our wingers. The position you pay, played the majority of your career in. Who would you have as your two and your five? Tough one again because so many different uh, wingers back in the day. Obviously, Eric Grove Senior was probably one of my favourites and um, blockbusting winger who yeah. used to score tries from his own half. And um, and I was a sort of a tall winger and um, probably the, around that time, a lot of big big wingers were sort of Lottie and Wendell. Yeah. They were the, the two big ones that really started that mm. and actually like an extra forward. Yeah. Now the game is all about that. They, wingers now are running 200 metres plus a game. Yeah. Like Brian Toto, crazy, is, isn't it? It's uh, it's so important to your yeah. team to get on that front foot. Mm. Um, yeah, you got there's a million wingers. It's hard to, but I, I love those Wendell Lottie. Um, I'll chuck those two on the on the wing because they were they were probably the pioneers, I suppose, for those big outside backs. Okay, what about our centres? Because you've played with and seen some absolute beauties. 
Yeah, coming uh, when I was coming through the Parramatta system, uh, we had a young kid come down from Wee War um, yeah. as a young young player, and um, he went all right, didn't he? He went all right. Jamie Lyon um, played SG ball with him, and both of us ended up playing in the NRL a year later. So it was um, it was a quick sort of rise, but uh, but as soon as he come down, it was um, he's an unassuming sort of guy, yeah. Jamie, and um, made the skill level that he that he had was just second to none, and just knew exactly where to be, when to pass, when to kick. Mm. Um, he was a winger. He was a centre that actually had a really good little grubber as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the back rowers, um, he got them involved. Mm-hmm. He got he got the wingers always a little pass here and there. So so I would put Jamie in there for sure. Um, but it's, it's again, it's a hard one. Yeah. Because there's so many good players like Origin Time. You mm. you want to find a spot for those good sort of wingers or fullbacks or whatever. Yeah. So I'd probably throw Turbo in there or something like that. Tommy Travojevic and Jamie Lyon in the centres, having a few beers the other night with some mates and as you do after a couple of beers, you come up with all the great theories in the world. Jamie Lyon in the modern era, what a 5'8 he'd be. Amazing. Absolutely. Like we said about that skill level that he he had, um, there's not too many genuine sort of centres in the game anymore. Um, I know, I know Brisbane. I've got two yeah. at the moment, and they're they're actually really good strike centers. Yeah. So Jamie was a strike center. He was skillful. Yeah. So as a five eight, he would have been perfect. Got that, like I said, he had that kick. He had that really good late pass, like a Jason Smith sort of yeah. ball. But um, yeah, he would have he would have played anywhere. Killer. Okay, mate. Our six and our seven. Who have you got running the show? Tough one again. Uh, so many great sort of um, players. Got a, probably the one that I'm going to bring in is Benji Marshall. Yep. Um, changed the game again from that early sort of stuff that he brought into the game. I was lucky enough to see it firsthand yeah. and um, I was blown away at training and he'd take it straight out there and from, from the school, from the backyard to, wow. to the NRL stage and um, he just lit it up. Yeah. You know, probably my, one of the best days of footy was at Shark Park and um, – Everyone remembers that try when he left footstep, left footstep, yep. left footstep, goosey, and then he he's still looking at Peachy and he throws a thirty meter cut ball to me and hits me on the chest. On the chest, yeah. And um and we scored from our own half again. It's, yeah. It was exciting, and you know that that's what the game's about. about he it. did it at training too, like a, it wasn't a fluke underneath the bright lights and in front of the big crowds. He was doing this stuff at training and just wowing you guys. Absolutely, and uh, mate. To be honest, I still go down to Tigers training, and he's yeah. still doing it. He jumps in and still can find that pass. He's wow. Um, Twenty odd years later, um, That's he's, he's incredible. But um, yeah, he was doing that a lot. But you know what? Not all of them come off, and he wasn't scared either because yeah. it's okay to make mistakes. Some people go in their shell, but Benji, yep. he always knew or thought he could win the game at any time, or or, or mm. set up a try, or do do something amazing. So. You have to have that self-belief, I think. Wonderful trait to to have the ability to back yourself. Uh, really good lesson there. What about your halfback? Well, there's a fair fair player playing for Penrith at the moment who's very um, – mm. he's got he's got the game. He's got a well-rounded game already. Uh, Hasn't he? But then you've got um, guys who've, you know, laid the path for years, you know, Joey and, mm. and probably Jonathan Thurston who are probably above him at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it would be hard to go through – Either of those, and you could you could take your pick, really. But yeah. I'll, I'll probably say sort of um, Andrew Johns. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. 
Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top quality fencing solutions. Glass and aluminium pool fencing. Genuine colour bond steel fencing. Slat fencing and laser cut screens. Custom architectural panels and gates. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au or visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Dream Team series continues. We've got Paddy Richards joining us on the podcast. His backline, and we've had to push him on this because there's some contenders, but the backline at the moment is Billy Slater, Lottie Dakiri, Jamie Lyon, Tom Travojevic, Wendell Saylor, Benji Marshall and Andrew Johns. Oh, there's some points there. Let's go to the units, the slow blokes that for some reason just love bashing each other. Who have you got at lock, mate? <clears throat> Lock's a hard one. Um, so many great players. But, um, I played, I'm lucky enough to play eight seasons with a guy in Wigan called Sean O'Loughlin. Yeah. Um, you know, he played his whole career at Wigan. He had many opportunities to come down to the NRL and a lot of English forwards have come down and dominated and um, mm. I reckon he would have been at the top of the tree for, for that. Um he had everything. Yes, yeah. he, he was tough. He, he had skill. Um, knew when to pass, knew when to run, and just uh, his his defence was outstanding. So mm. he would be the lock in that side. Um, you know, but it's tough because now nowadays a lot of the lock forwards are just front rowers. You're playing with three three middles, so yeah. the game has changed in that in that way as well. But um, yeah, lockers could mix it up, and you could be a front rower, but mm. he could also he could also play that ball playing sort of loose forward as well. So yeah, um, terrific skills, Sean O'Loughlin, and he's the one that I would have loved to have seen. Yeah, over here, absolutely. Um, yeah, terrific bloke. Um, captain, yeah, good fella. Captain England for um, a long time. Yep, Captain Wigan at uh, from twenty three age of twenty three to like um, thirty eight or thirty nine. Wow. So. Unbelievable, uh, unbelievable skipper, but um, great bloke off the field too. Okay, what about our second rowers? Um, look, we've got some points in the back in the backs. Got some uh, got some points in the halves as well. But you need you need those good damaging back rowers. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with um, Gordon Tallis and Adrian Morley. Um, strike a bit of fear into the opposition. You certainly are, aren't you? Yeah, Morley was unbelievable. Um, what he did out here for the Roosters, he was, you know, awesome for those guys. Mm. Um, line speed and just aggression was just uh, yep. second to none and, and big big Gordy as well. He was, a, he was a handful. Terrific second row. And if the gloves come up, those two are going to protect the rest of them. Uh, your front rowers, your props. Um, the guy playing for the Roosters now, I just think he's had a phenomenal career. Um, Jared Weir Hargraves, yeah. he's been awesome for those guys. Just um, an unbelievable enforcer. I think he's got to be in the side, and um, you know, someone like a Shane Webke as well. Just up front, just no nonsense. Just plenty of carries, plenty of meters, and just uh, doing his job. You don't want your front rowers doing too much talking or thinking. You just want them to do their thing. And those two guys have uh, Jared. Probably the closest thing we've got to a, a throwback now. Probably would have been more comfortable. Even before our, you know, your era, um, real eighties footballer with a bit of stuff in him, as we, as we term it. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, you know, you look at, like I said, the the positions evolving. Now you got some some guys are a lot smaller now and in the front row, but 
the big man is still so important in the game. Yeah. You need to go forward. You need to be aggressive. Um, you know, if you're playing at a back line, you know, that's a it's an unbelievable back line there. But if they're not going forward, halves can't play. And the outside backs you won't get the ball. So right, you're exactly right. What about your hooker, mate? Uh, it's a tough one. You know, I love Robbie. I played so much football yep. with Robbie. You got uh, Danny Bedirus, um and all that as well, who are amazing. And but um, how can you go past a guy who played four hundred NRL games, yep. fifty Test matches, and forty odd Origins? Um, you know, Cameron Smith uh, picks himself in, in any side. I think, mate, because you played so extensively in the NRL and Super League, major differences between the two. Does anything stand out? I suppose the level of competition in the in the NRL, yep. um, it's just a great competition. You just yeah. have to be at your best to get the two points every week. Um, doesn't matter who you're playing. Doesn't does matter who you're playing, yeah. and um, it's a long campaign. And mm. that was a big difference that I found coming back was just every week you had to be up for it. Yeah. Um, played 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 for Wigan. That was a big big club. You know, you got some really big clubs over there, yeah. and um, you know St Helens proved that when they come out here and beat uh, beat Penrith in their own backyard, yeah. they can play. So. Um, it's probably more attacking as well. Um, yep. They don't mind throwing the ball around a fair mm-hmm. bit. I think the NRL are, is starting to get back to that. I think yeah. we, we lost ourselves a little bit. We we're just going set for set, and yeah. the product was getting a little bit sort of, you know, sort of uh, stale. A little bit stale, yeah. if I'm honest. But I, I love to see the ball getting promoted. So and, um, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to be a, a winger in, in, in an exciting side for, mm. for many years. And, you know, you want to you want to bring everyone in the game, and yeah. people go to watch tries and, and all that. So that's exactly um, right. Yeah, the, the Super League was entertaining. I loved loved that, mm. but um, yeah, the NRL is definitely getting back to that for sure. In the Super League, the crowds literally on top of you at pretty much every ground. As a goal kicker, they can be almost in your ear from the sideline. Uh, they don't mind a, a beer at the footy. There would have been some great advice to you over the years over there, wouldn't there? Well, it's funny because some of the grounds um, probably aren't up to standard as in, um, like, literally there were certain grounds where, you know, you'd be literally doing your run-up if you scored on the left-hand side yeah. and you, you're literally, they're, they're all over you, like literally all over you. Um, I loved it. I, mm. When I was a goal kicker, I loved when they ripped India. Yeah. Um, it sort of made me focus more and want to prove him wrong and, yeah. and many times hit one from the sideline and just look at the bloke, give him a little wink and a laugh and, and all that and see him get more fired up. But, um, oh, the crowd over there, they they definitely get it right. You know, when, the, uh, when you watch the cricket and the Barmy Army and all mm. that, the, the English love their sport. Um, it's a bit different because if you're from a place like Wigan, you grow up at every school there, you go for Wigan. Yeah. You go to St. Helens, you, you, go, you have no option. We're over here. You go to any school in, you know, in Canterbury. Some of the kids I'm a Manly supporter, Rooster mm. supporter. They're all over the place. Yeah. So we don't get that sort of tribalism. So, yeah. but around Origin time, we do. We get that yeah. right. Um, but that club football and club mentality over in England is very much like how we we do our Origin stuff. Terrific. Always a pleasure, mate. The Paddy Richards Dream Team reads: Billy Slater, Lottie Dakiri, Jamie Lyon, Tom Travoyevic, Wendell Saylor. Benji Marshall and Andrew Johns in the halves, the Packers, Jared Warrior Hargreaves, Cameron Smith, Shane Webke, Gordon Tallis, Adrian Morley and Sean O'Loughlin. Thanks for dropping in, mate. Thanks, mate. Pretty happy with that side. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Another cracking week on the podcast 
where you can listen to any episode at any time. Just download the lot and rip in. Early in the week, it's the Legend Series, where over two episodes, we talk footy and life with some of the game's greats. They are without peer when it comes to storytelling. The Rugby League Superpod comes out just in time for the round of footy. It's the hottest podcast on the market, with 12 different player interviews each and every episode. Yep, a dozen interviews with all your favourites every week. The Dream Team series will get you through the weekend, no dramas. Past and present players deliver their best ever 13. Or could be best drinkers, funniest teammates or worst trainers. Every one of them is a beauty you'll love, but disagree with too. Four episodes weekly on the only podcast that talks with the superstars, not about them, each and every episode. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.